Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert, noted author. You can find his books over at your favorite bookseller, as well as TotallyIowa.com, the Iowa Business Report, and the Iowa Politics Report. Come to us via KXEL, his mothership, where we find that Jeff Stein. Hey, Jeff. Oh, don't you, though? And what folks uh, don't understand on the radio, you need to watch this on, I don't know, what do you have this on? The Facebook? Uh, on, the, on the Facebook, on the socials, on the YouTube, and that sort of thing. Yeah, on the, uh, because uh, we were involved in... Um, inadvertent uh, synchronized drinking a moment ago it was <laughs> and it's a celebratory drink uh well at least from my side it is here on this one here uh jeff okay i said this earlier and i'm gonna say this again okay. i you and i have been following politics together here for decades decades you and i have been doing <laughs> yeah. this and it's not getting any better no, it's, it's, it? i have followed many a congressional investigation uh <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. I understand this was on stilts as it was, and the wind was blowing pretty hard. But I have never seen an investigation blow up this badly for the investigating committee ever. After the remo- the, 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 the the reveal that Smirnoff is not only a chronic liar, which was e- his lies were easily disproven, but then his own admission that the Russians were feeding him this information. Yeah, your your thoughts on 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 what clearly is a as a high stress day? I'm guessing for Comer and and Jordan at this point. Well, they're hoping that Jim Biden would say something that would be uncharacteristic, like make a mistake. Well, no, it's not going to happen. I mean, the the thing about all of this is, as it unravels, there is going to come a point, and we're already near the end of February. All right. So the election is early voting is what, six months away. Elections like eight months away. Yep. These representatives who are home in their districts right now, as a matter of fact, these congressional hearings are going on. But members of Congress generally are home. I think at some point people are going to show up at town meetings and say, here's a funny thought. Why don't you do something to help us? Because as all of this is going on, we don't have a budget. We don't have a farm bill. We don't have foreign aid. We don't have a secure border. All of these things, because very quickly, Matt, you're going to have to run for re-election. Yeah. So I want you as a good Republican, Matt McNeil, to tell me (laughs) why we should return you to the U.S. Congress. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, you should not. No, not at all. Nope. (laughs) Nope. You have to vote against all the Republicans. Uh, by the way, the budget thing, I don't know if you saw the budget words from, you know, Captain Upbeat over there, Speaker Johnson. He's saying, oh, yeah, we're shutting down the government. I'm like, you know, you guys are really, really bad at this, aren't you? Well, here is something that Politico reported, and and I find it intriguing, all right? And they found it intriguing. There was a Republican uh, getaway boondoggle, whatever, where, you know, all the Republicans in yeah. the House got away for a retreat. And they look to the speaker to tell them how they are going to make it to the promised land again in November. Mr. Johnson, Speaker Johnson, is apparently a man of deep faith. Fine, I respect that. That's perfectly fine. Knock knock yourself out. But instead of saying, here are our issues, instead of saying, here's the path to victory, instead of rolling up his sleeves, pulling out a whiteboard and diagramming, he started talking about the moral failures of the country. 
he started talking about uh, how America is in a bad place and it needs to be elevated up. Okay, no quibble with the message. It's just not what you expected when you're talking about how do we win. In other words, the whole session is designed to be a nuts and bolts. Let's be very practical from a political standpoint. And he gave them a Sunday school lesson. Mm -hmm. Again, there's a place for that, but it's not what they were expecting. And the word kind of filtering out is um, how are we going to translate what you just said into two more years of cushy job security for me, the representative from uh, Podunk Center, Wisconsin. And it wasn't there. And then you couple that, Matt, with the numbers we saw for fundraising. How much money the RNC has, as opposed to the DNC, an amazingly low amount. How much money Biden has on hand, as opposed to Trump and Haley combined. Now, I'll grant you, Republicans have to spend money to get a nomination. That's yes. all fine. Yeah. Tell me why the RNC is, you know, going to be going out for free government cheese. It, it just it's it's staggering. By the way, we're going to come back to the RNC in a little bit here. But I want to get right. back to the, this whole thing. So there's an interesting timeline issue here. Bill okay. Barr actually investigated this early. And mm-hmm. from the report, the, the, the lies that Smirnoff told were so blatant and easy to, to dissect that a lot of people have suspected that they knew he was lying back then with that first investigation. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, a discovery motion that Biden's lawyers needed to get the information from Weiss, the special counsel, this time around. Right. And, and, and coincidentally, my guess is this. He knew that this was there. How long back? I mean, well, clearly the Department of Justice kind of knew that this guy had was not to be trusted. But the you had this. They had to basically give this stuff to Biden, I think, by the end of this month. And so they had no other option. They had to charge this guy with a crime because they haven't had rights to this. Mm-hmm. The question is, how long ago did most of the senior – I mean, once again, this is probably not public information. But if you're in charge – if you're a guy like Chuck Grassley. You're mm-hmm. not exactly immune from finding out these things. Chuck Grassley, Comer, Jim Jordan. What's the chances years ago they knew this guy was actually a fraud? And if that was the case and they were aware of this, did they break any laws by constantly running back and saying, the guy I know, because all it takes is one email saying, oh, by the way, that guy was lying. If 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 it's found out, is there any culpability by them that why were you pushing an investigation and constantly quoting a guy you knew was lying? Well, it, I don't think there was that much release to some of these people because, remember, this informant was relied upon previously when it was suitable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you got to be a little careful with it, but. The broader point is um, when you go all in on any informant who has information about Russia, the antenna ought to go up of well, how, how do you get that? And I don't care if you're talking about Republican or Democrat, okay? I mean, for example, let's play, let's play total conspiracy theory. Sure. If the Department of Justice, this Department of Justice, knew that the informant was not to be trusted, you think they wanted to tell anybody? No, sit on it until you have to actually do something. And then when you do it, it's sort of like, okay, Matt, 
walk to the edge, walk to the edge. Come on, buddy, get a little closer. All right, now I'm going to push you. I'm not going to push you until you're right at the edge. This is going to be a violent segment. I apologize. Darn you. <laughs> Big surprise. <laughs> uh, so, so in that respect, I, I – and, and again, if you want a politician to be held accountable for not spinning the truth all the time, then it's going to be a very empty U.S. capital, which might not be a bad thing, come to think of it. Now, Grassley, and you got a better view of Grassley down there than we do up here, <laughs> but I mean – you and I talked about when he came out with this. I've got here, here it is. I've got the smoking gun right here, and he put it, put the information out. The fact that he never revisited that ever again, if anything points to me saying, "Hey, uh, Senator, could you come here? We need to chat with you about this guy here." Well, the he's fact coming I, on the program next week, so uh, send ask me a him. reminder to ask him about it. Ask but him. as I recall, now I'd have to go back. And and by the way, I wasn't name dropping. He's an Iowa official. He comes on the show once a month. He's an old man. He roams occasionally into buildings. So, (laughs) yeah. He's almost 91, and he could kick your hiney from here to Minnetonka. I'm just telling you. Okay. Okay. All righty. Sure. With a reconstructed hip. I'm not messing with him. All right. You know, fine. But I seem to recall the whole thing started, and one of these monthly conversations came up, and I asked him for more details. And what I, if I'm remembering right, what I heard was, well, we just had questions. They have to be brought out. I don't know. I just know that it's on this piece of paper. So I want it brought out. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to hide behind, and I have no idea because I haven't talked to him for a couple of months. Uh, If you're going to hide behind the, well, I just, I didn't know. I just wanted answers off the piece of paper. That may be literally true, but there's an impression you leave. By, again, saying, I hold in my hand mm-hmm. the names of hundreds of communists in the exactly. department. Well, can you do me a favor? When you do talk yeah. to him, I want you to just ask him the question. When exactly did you know that Smirnoff was lying? When, sure. when, when were you made aware of that? that? That's the only question. You don't, No follow-ups. You don't have to do anything. But just put him on point and say, when, yeah. were, when were you made aware that Smirnoff was not being honest? I think we're well until word reaches Washington of this conversation. Uh, I think uh, we're set for Tuesday, and and you'll have to remind me because at my advanced age, I can't remember it. Tell Chuck but, I said yeah. hi. <laughs> well, your former constituent said, <laughs> uh, "Okay, so we already know there's no there there anymore. I mean, this thing has dried up faster than a, a California lake the last twenty years. So you got, I have zero doubt." The Republicans are not going to let this go because they're just this is the only point of it being there is a, a, a an election year political ploy. So what is going to be the justification when they come back and they do Allah after the seventh investigation into Benghazi screaming? We still have questions. Um, what is going to be their justification to keep this investigation open now that basically every tentpole they have is gone? Two things about it. One, I think there's more there than what you may think. However, people who are good at this aren't going to get caught. Okay, I mean, what what these well, people on the committee? I, I think. Are you sure? I mean, okay, they put out a picture of a saw with sawdust on it and accused Biden of, you know, that is his cocaine stash. 
I, I don't think they... How do you not know that? By the way, how do you not... I don't use drugs. It's brown. Never, well, it just wasn't very good cocaine. You're, you're going with the 80s movies or watching Miami Vice where it was powder white. This this is not good cocaine. That's unprocessed, yes. It's, it's organic, I guess. I don't know. Um, it, it's like flour. Yeah, it's not distilled and processed. No, I... What I'm saying is there's a lot of stuff there that you and I wouldn't do because we don't travel in these circles and have this kind of money. But the point is you can't close the deal. Okay, so you can't close the deal. Have you kicked up enough dust to make your point? And the point being you can't trust these people. No, we didn't really prove the whole thing, but we've whipped up enough. And can they then find, because this is, this is the answer to your question, how do you find your, your way out? That's it. Do you find That's your it. way out? See, I think you find your way out by saying, um, we've made our point. These people are crooked as a dog's hind leg. I think that's the phrase. And I'm not into colloquialisms or, or you know, things like you would have learned in, the, in South Carolina. But I, I say, well, we need to go back to work for the American people because the American people have told us, you know, they'll, they'll do some stunt like that. But, you know, I don't know if you saw the clip where a CNN, and, and I don't remember his name. I don't remember his last name. His first name is Manu. He's the CNN uh, Capitol Hill correspondent. Yeah. Was asking Jordan about, well, the guy you said was behind all this. It's it's bogus. At which point Jordan said, well, we, we said there was more than just this form. At which point the reporter said, but that's not true. So, and apparently it fell apart in the hallway right there. Mm -hmm. So I think at some point, they're going to say they're going to read the tea leaves and say we've got the maximum benefit because we can't actually pin it down. And we're and again, Republican Congressman Mac, McNeil cannot come up with a list of things for people to vote. See, that's what it comes down to. If I said to any Republican, tell me what you've done in the year plus that you've been in the majority in Congress. Ready, go. I got a notepad and I got time. Go for it. What are they going to tell me? Well, it's the Senate's fault. I, okay. I, I agree with you, and I think that where you're going to look at this is I think that in early summer, this whole thing goes away, and they're going to release a report kind of like the Her report where I'm not charging with them a crime, but it doesn't mean I didn't find things that I raised an eyebrow. Sure. And they're sure. just going to set that up, get rid of this, because I don't think they want to take this into September, October, uh, especially yeah, if there's well, just no again, there. Because there. when the question is, what have you done for us lately? Yep. As a voter, there's nothing there. All right, we've got to take a break. But, yeah, I, I think that they're going to find a way to bury this. Let's talk about the RNC when we do return. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual Wednesday visit, 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Broadcasting in the evening on WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk and in the afternoon on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual weekly visit and you have some audio from senator grassley himself correct we shouldn't be doing stupid things like that i use these on occasion <laughs> uh just when i when i need uh, a, a little bolster um let's see what else oh i did ask uh, the senator if he remembered uh, you from your time in iowa here's what he said too big and fat well, but other than that that's yeah. not going to deny i mean i like my food uh, so, that's like, terrible. You shouldn't Isn't make the you awful? make the pork chops too damn delicious. 
All right. Uh, speaking of delivery. You have a right to be cynical. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones only wishes he could do an old guy voice like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Are you uh, kidding me? There's a wolf after me. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to survive. What in the Blaze movie was that from? <laughs> the Simpsons. All right, so. <laughs> All right, see, I was thinking yeah, it was yeah. going to be, was it Men in Black 1 no. or 2? Or no, no? No, too Simpsons. highbrow, too highbrow. All Obviously. right, speaking, All right. speaking of delicious uh, money, yes. uh, the Trump campaign, you're not going to believe this, they're looking for as much money as they can. The new The new theory is to put Laura Trump in, well, technically not in charge, but in charge of the RNC. The report I saw yesterday, which was really interesting, is the plan is to purge all the existing staff and put them in with Trump loyalists. She's already said the only job that matters to the RNC is making sure Trump gets elected, and it's already sent donors spiraling. Kind of like, wait a second here, because the RNC is there for the Senate races, the House races, maybe even a governor's race or something like that. They, they, this is not about just the presidency. And this is a little bit of a concern. You, you know, are we seeing this right? I mean, is this, this does look like Trump basically saying, I need cash. Let's go look at the RNC. It is true that any incumbent, and this was the case with Trump four years ago, it's the case with Biden and the DNC now. They are, in essence, merged. The interests are merged, with the goal being to get the top spot elected. To your point, yes, they're supposed to help folks up and down the line, Yeah, but there are congressional campaign consent of that sort of thing as well. The distinction is the concern that, and it's twofold, one, the daughter-in-law of the president, or the candidate in this case, the daughter-in-law is the vice chair of the RNC, Who's the chair? It's someone from North Carolina who is an election denier from 2020. Yes. But the second thing that makes this different is the concern that the money that Matt McNeil donates every month to the RNC in order to get, you know, the sticker for his car is going to go to Trump legal fees. And that's where the concern comes in, is that it just becomes a piggy bank for the nominee. And that was not the intention. And to your point, that's why donors are saying, Because, look, the RNC is a train wreck. They needed (laughs) the clean house. Well, right. Yeah. Look at how many successful elections they prosecuted in a row. Oh, wait, none. And so you needed an overhaul. But, oh, my gosh, at least he's obvious enough to put his daughter-in-law as the vice chair. They're not hiding. Well, and a question for you. I mean, Ron McDowell, Mm -hmm. she was the one she was also found on in Georgia, right? That that, that she was on tape down there saying, yeah, we need to find these votes. So she's Mm -hmm. already, I mean, the the organization itself has got fairly compromised. Well, Uh, don't forget, it was was just earlier this year that there was uh, an uprising to toss her out. Yeah. I mean, you had multiple candidates from Trump, in- just like the same thing, though, with the, with the border thing. It wasn't it wasn't that it was a bad deal. It's just that Trump didn't want it to happen. And so they're all benevolent to Trump. The you and you've seen RNC, the DNC, the RNC. I mean, when you look at what they do, I mean, 
generally they'll target like 10 Senate races and like 30 House races that they'll just, mm-hmm. you know, you, you say, right, there's a congressional campaign committee and then there's individual campaigns and then there's state campaigns. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things to help these guys up and down the board, but they'll yep. identify 10 Senate races and 30 House races, which are their top priority that comes money out. How bad would this cripple the Republicans if all of a sudden the money that would go to those you know, potentially winnable races all of a sudden dries up from the RNC. Well, it all depends because if the entities that handle those key races, whether it's the Senate Election Committee, the Congressional Committee, or the individual candidates, if they quickly pivot and say, give to us directly, the RNC is a train wreck. It's a dumpster fire. Avoid them. Give us the money directly. You can trust us. They have a shot. But remember what I think it was just last week when I said, given the way they're trying to play it out and the RNC issue you bring up plays right into it, you may have a Republican president with big majorities of Democrats in both houses of Congress. Because if you're only focusing on the White House, to your point, Congress goes away. Yeah. And, and and it's already a jump ball in both in both uh, chambers. In just a year since you and I've been talking, I think the House, the Senate particularly, has gone from a what looked to be a surefire Republican pickup to I don't know. It's going to be a little closer down there. I mean, Carrie Lake is not helping the Republicans down in Arizona. I'll put it that way. Uh, how do you think Trump has the money to pay this all off? All these these fines. I mean, do you think he obviously he doesn't have the cash on hand? But the question is, can he get the money? to put the bond up so he can appeal it. He's never had the cash on hand, and that's not a criticism. I mean, you know, it's leverage with property. Yep. Uh, The the question is, does he have a buddy who will float him a mortgage on Trump Tower to give him the cash without losing the asset? But they have to do it somewhat quickly because, again, they can appeal the case, which they will do. But unless they post the appeal bond, yep. then the attorney general can start seizing assets and changing the locks on the door of Trump Tower. And so there's a time crunch here that has nothing to do with Saturday's primary or Super Tuesday. Uh, by the way, how common is that in other states, that you have to put a bond up if you have a major ruling against you, that you have to put money in a bond to be able to appeal it? Uh, what you're doing is you're posting the bond so that the lower court ruling is not put into force. Yes. And it's very common. Okay. The difference on this one is it's a former president and it's uh well, you know, it's walking around money for uh, you know, for your staff, but <laughs> not for me. Oh certainly. yes. The palatial complex here. Yes, it's like like Putin's vacation home. It's it's it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, this is this is walking around money for Patrick. I know it is. <laughs> uh, Jeff Stein, you can listen to this on the weekends here on AM 950. Jeff, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Chicago, goodbye. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Tower 2 up next.